Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. Thank you for joining us. First, I want to thank our sponsor, the Mindful Lab, for making the show possible. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments for me, please send them to contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We're so excited today. We have a really exciting show. Our guest is the amazing Ruth Carmazan, whose resume is so broad and deep that it kind of blows your mind a little bit. We're like, whoa, this woman. But her life wasn't always characterized by high achievement. As a child and adolescent, she suffered from ill health and self-doubt and depression that comes with that. She was a fighter and she was determined to change her life. So she studied acupuncture, herbal medicine, diet, nutrition, and movement, and lifestyle adaptation. She also studied Chinese medicine, women's health, pain relief, pediatrics, oncology, mental health, gastrointestinal health. Long story short, Ruth is now the picture of health and is helping others to rise above illness and achieve optimum health and fulfill their dreams. Ruth is here with us today to talk about her journey and what she's learned. So stay tuned, folks. You're going to love Ruth. And Ruth, welcome to the Vitality Health Show. Oh, my gosh, Stephanie, thank you so much. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I've been looking so forward to this to this show with you when we talked a few months ago and we had a lot of things in common and of course she she loves performing and dancing and she's on the radio all the time and doing shows everywhere she is such a busy busy woman and taking care of clients all the time and I'm just so impressed with your dedication to help people have a better life and that's what this is all about and hope in healing and that's what this show's about and that's one of the main reasons I'm just so excited to have you on here because you have lived this mm-hmm. and your story is pretty amazing so I'm going to just take the time and turn it over to you to kind of tell a little bit about what you dealt with as a child and an adolescent and and where your journey took you mm. wow well thank you So I think I was probably seven years old when I was first hospitalized and I had, I'll, I'll try to synthesize this, but I had what I call old people's diseases Mm -hmm. as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old. And I was sick all the way till uh, age 28 when I met Chinese medicine for the first time. And um, I, I don't want to just get into it. It could be TMI, but from (laughs) irritable bowel to ringing in my ears, like what, what 11 year old do you know who has ringing in their ears? And I always thought those were normal sounds because you know, you're growing up, you're developing, you're maturing. And I just thought those were normal sounds or an airplane was flying overhead or something, but I would get these high pitched ringing in my ears. Mm -hmm. And until I met Chinese medicine, when I was in my late twenties, I was like, Oh, that's what that is. There's a word for that. Tinnitus. You know? So anyway, 
it's uh, crazy, and I'm just not sure how much you want me to delve into it. Or, Well, this is my thought. Somebody out there needs to hear what you had or what you've gone through because they have it too, and they just don't know what to do about it. Yeah. You know, so I guess the more information you can share that's going to resonate with the with the listeners, they'll go, I've had that. That's exactly what happened to me. I'm thinking of all these people right now with with IBS and with the with the ringing in the ears and just those things. So I think if you don't mind sharing with us some of the other things that you dealt with, there's somebody out there that's listening that'll go, that's what I'm dealing with or that's oh, what's sure. happening. Okay. Thanks for the optics on that. So um my mother always said that a brick wall could fall on me and I would never wake up. So getting moving in the morning was really difficult. Uh-huh. And um, then once I was moving, I was lethargic and I really didn't have a lot of get up and go. And yet I had, as a young person, I was excited to be running around and get into athletics and things like that. So um, as I played high school, volleyball and I ran track and field and yet there were days where I was just like I can't play you know I I couldn't decide if I was going to run to the bathroom or have to sit in the bathroom and that irritable bowel is like alternating diarrhea constipation um, ringing in the ears was really more of an annoyance but then with that came headaches and migraines and I had a headache every single day of my life And I remember a girl in high school saying, you take an aspirin every day. And I just said, well, Beth, I have a headache every day, which really her saying that to me made me realize I do take an aspirin every day. And Mm. I'm the only one amongst my friends who does this, you know, like it just, all of these things start to come into play and you start having a recognition because as a kid, you're just trying to greet life and you're trying to play and you're trying to just be like your friends. And um, I fell off my horse when I was 11 and that was when I had my first migraine. Mm -hmm. And let's see, I had um, what else? Psoriasis um, or dermatitis or eczema, depending on which doctor I saw and which diagnosis I received. So I had crusty um, around my eyelashes, around my Mm. hairline, around my ears, inside my ears. Um, And it turns out, whatever I could say about that time, I would say 95% of everything I'm sharing had to do with the food that I was eating. And I didn't discover that until I met Chinese medicine. And someone said, well, what are you eating? And I shared what I was eating. I'm Slavic. So we eat meat and potatoes and vegetables. I grew up on a farm. We had plenty of vegetables, but I really had meat at every meal. And it wasn't until I met Chinese medicine where I found you should alternate the foods in your diet. You should rotate them. Mm -hmm. Like you can eat anything in moderation, but excess of anything is going to cause pathology. And we can talk about that even in terms of really extreme chronic diseases like your cancers or anything. It's, it's at the um, disease happens at the end of spectrums. Mm-hmm. So you can have yin on this side and yang on this side. And heat is very young. It's very cells metabolize, um, 
metastasize very quickly. And that's where cancer is. So you hear a lot of cancer um, uh, repair where, oh, I went macrobiotic. And that's at the other end of the spectrum. It's very cold. You're eating raw foods. Mm. But if you stay at that side of the spectrum for too long before bringing it back into moderation, the cancer will return. Mm. And so in Chinese medicine, we always say everything in moderation, exercise, diet, thoughts, any magic that you have in your life in excess can create disease. And so um, trying to think of what else I had at the time. Oh, I went prematurely gray at Mm. 18. And um, yes, I colored my hair for years and years and years. And COVID, I'm just coming out of being uh, coloring my hair. So (laughs) this is what we get. Um. (laughs) It's adorable. It looks so good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So uh, what I found, and this was really key for me, is when someone asked me, what am I eating? And I said, well, I'll have, you know, a roast, a pot roast, mixed carrots and vegetables, onion, celery, whatever, baked uh, baked potato, mashed potato. And then every night before I go to bed, I have a small bowl of chocolate ice cream. And they would say, you do what? And I was like, (laughs) chill out. It's just a bowl of chocolate ice cream that cannot be implicated in in all of my problems. (laughs) Well, come to find out, there's actually a pattern in Chinese medicine called cold in the large intestine. And when the large intestine harbors cold, all of a sudden you can get this extreme release. First you get cramping in the bowel, and then all of a sudden you can get an extreme release and have diarrhea. Uh And I was like, "I, okay, my large intestine is being attacked by the cold. And so while I thought it's just a bowl of chocolate ice cream, my body couldn't really warm it properly before hitting the intestine. And so... There's different patterns, patterns of medicine in Chinese medicine that you can pull together and um, implicate in disease. So these are chronic illnesses that people get, colitis, diverticulitis, um, and a large portion of it comes because we're not chewing our food properly. Mm. And our our digestion is meant to start in the mouth where the enzyme production starts to happen. You chew, 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 and you chew it so it's liquid before swallowing it. And so many of us, myself included, um, are like, we're so busy. Yeah, I have to eat to keep going and to sustain myself and add nourishment to my body, but let's do it really quickly. Let's do it really fast. Mm -hmm. And so we gulp our food and we're swallowing our foods whole. That taxes the organ system that's responsible for transforming and transporting that which we eat into a usable substance so that it gets, it spends all its energy trying to break down food that was supposed to already have been broken down by us by chewing Mm. before we swallow. It spends its energy breaking it down. And what happens is putrefaction happens. So we get bloating. We get cramping. We get these odd digestive diseases that the doctor will say, oh, well, you have colitis. That happens when you get older. And it doesn't have to happen. We actually are in more control than we ever thought we were. And for me to have that as a child, I can share with you learning proper mechanics and how the body works. And sometimes 
big words are used. Is it used to confuse us? I don't know. Is it used so that we actually have to give up our power and look to somebody else to solve our problems? I am here to share with you. It's not as difficult as that. It's really simple how the body works. And the body is a miracle. It is designed so that the best of us can shine through and really live on purpose and be on purpose. But if we are thwarted by disease and these veils that we put over ourselves where a headache is a veil, it's like I can't see through the headache, so I'm, I'm not really living my fullest, my best self, then we're actually shutting down our vitality and we lose hope. And therefore, we're not expressing the best us that we can be and sharing our biggest selves with the world so that we can actually uh, live on purpose and design our, our ways and help the world to survive and thrive and be the better, the better world that it could be and the people around us. So I don't know. I, thought- I love that. A couple of things are just popping in my mind right and left. I'm like taking notes here. But I did want to ask you, so as a child or even as an adult, and you were talking about these things that are happening in our bodies that aren't natural, then a lot of people just go, okay, that, that's just like the doctors tell us, right? That's just what happens when. Mm. And what happens, how do you tell people to recognize what, what's, what's their alternative? How do they recognize when something isn't right? I mean, they know something's not going right in their body. And as a child, for a parent, I know I had a daughter that had lots and lots of health problems. And I was like, what do I do? And of course, it's always, you know, more medication, more medication. You know, what, what do we do? How do we recognize it? And what do we do with that? Because you lived it, right? Yeah, um, great, great question. I would say that there's so much available right now in terms of acupuncturists, Chinese medical practitioners, and, and Chinese medicine is an umbrella under which is acupuncture. There's cupping, guasa, Qigong, Tai Chi, um, philosophy, there's all, there's these different branches under the umbrella of, un, under the auspices of Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And acupuncture is one and herbal medicine is two. Um, and so you can always seek out someone, anyone who's licensed to practice that medicine in the, anywhere really, has gone to Chinese medical school. And so mm-hmm. um, it's just like choosing a doctor you have to have rapport and do you like their bedside manner? And if you don't, find somebody else. Right. And you can also, there's functional medicine, there's homeopathy, there's hypnotherapy, there's um, neurofeedback, biofeedback. There's all of these dynamic uh, Ayurveda. They're dynamic um, healing methodologies, um, chiropractic. And you have to be careful because I love, love, love to have a complement of practitioners. And so I work in conjunction with chiropractors because I don't set bones, but I also don't um, move a bony protrusion if it's sitting on a nerve. But together, I can actually reduce inflammation and swelling using acupuncture, and then they can go to their chiropractor and get it moved back into place so that they have more freedom. 
sometimes we get caught up in, oh my gosh, my chiropractor says I have to come three times a week for three years and I'm still not repaired. <laughs> but if you add a complementary medicine, whether it's massage or acupuncture and chiro all at once or all three, you'll get better faster and right. you'll get the, uh, the best that all have to offer. Chiropractors have been shocked at how well their patients hold those adjustments when mm -hmm. they also incorporate acupuncture because acupuncture can get that inflammation down and help keep it down. And they use different methodologies, whether it's an e-stim or heat to perform what we do. And acupuncture just can do that so beautifully. Um, I got off topic there. Um, no, I, I love the fact that, because, you know, for me, and I've told you this, I've run a hyperbaric oxygen clinic and we do mm -hmm. light therapy and microcirculation and, and oxygen. And I love it when we can work with other practitioners because just like you, I don't set bones. I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't do, but what I can do is supplement the body. And with the oxygen and the light and get the inflammation down, just like you're saying, that is so vital because that's usually where things are happening is when their body's full of inflammation. Absolutely. Don't you agree? And inflammation doesn't just appear. Right. Inflammation is a symptom of something else. It's a reaction in the body. Mm -hmm. And so you want to, I always use this term where um, trace it back, find its origin in Chinese medicine, we call it the root versus the branch. Mm. And as you know, when you look at a tree, you have a root system. No one really ever notices that. But out yeah. then comes the trunk. And what we do notice are the branches or the beautiful leaves or the beautiful flowers. And so we just look, oh, that's a tree. But what you're not understanding is the nutrients come from under the ground they are pulled up through the root system and they're fortifying what's feeding that tree and making those beautiful colors, beautiful scents, the uh, robustness of any tree or plant or flower. It's just like us. Our robustness is a reflection of what's coming into our digestive system. And now I'm just going to diverge a little bit and say, this is super important. We have three brains in the body and our mm -hmm. guts are one brain our heart is another brain and the obvious brain is in our skull right and many doctors will say oh that's your primary brain i disagree mm -hmm. primary brain is your gut think about a lamp what's what you see about the lamp is the light and you think oh I have light now, there's a light bulb, and that's the primary brain of the lamp. But you trace that back where it's plugged into the wall, drawing electricity from. If you unplug it, it's got no power, it's got no light. The brain in between the skull is plugged into our gut. If you have a short circuit that's happening between the gut and the mind, the brain, you're going to short circuit. You'll have... Um, not enough memory. You'll have memory is a huge thing. Right. You'll get something like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. There's a disconnect between the nutrient flow that's happening to feed the brain and fortify the brain and the gut. And so your primary focus has to be how am I eating? What foods am I eating? So often when we look at childhood diseases, as well as diseases that our elderly experience, we look at that as, oh, 
I was healthy up until I hit 40 or I was healthy up until I hit 50 or 60, whatever the case may be. Well, were you? I mean, were you really? What's that connectivity that's been happening throughout the years? Right. It doesn't just happen. (laughs) No, it's a compilation of what's been going on and on and on throughout your life. Right. So, please. No, I, I love that. I think that's so, we, we don't realize that, you know, it's funny because we, when, as my children, when they were little, I didn't think about what I was feeding them. You know, I had good rounded meals for them every day, not thinking about what was in there. There was always a salad or a vegetable or something, you know, to go with it. But it's so different now. I think be, it's not different now, but now that we're being more aware of what's actually happening because especially irritable bowel, we hear about people all the time with irritable bowel and with migraines. I swear every fourth person I talk to suffers from migraines, Mm. you know, and it's like, let's go back and look at what's the root is of this because obviously there's something creating that because that's not a normal situation. No, it's very pathological. And think about, um, when you swallow something cold like ice cream and all of a sudden you get brain freeze, yeah. you're like, ah, Ow. that is chi in demonstration. And we think of the word chi as it's spelled Q-I or C-H-I, you'll see it, but it's a, it's a Chinese medical um, term. And it has a lot of definitions, but it's really about the flow of energy in the body. And you could think of it as life force, but there are many different kinds of cheese. Um, But when you think of that gut brain connection, it's really energy. And people say, well, we're not energetic beings. I don't understand that. How does acupuncture work? But I just gave you the perfect example of the light bulb being plugged in or the lamp being plugged in and the light lights. If you unplug it, the lamp won't light. If you unplug from your gut and Irritable bowel, colitis, diverticulitis, anything like that, it, you, you're actually what you're witnessing is a disconnection. And because there's so much um, fermentation happening, yeah. inflammation is a factor of fermentation mm-hmm. and it's decay, really. You're breaking down food. It's going to be broken down and it's decaying, but we're actually utilizing those nutrients. But if you swallow it whole, it can cause bloating, gas, flatulence. It's like you you can be burping and acid reflux. And so one of the answers from a Western medical standpoint is, oh, you have too much acidity. Let's give you an antacid. I personally think that creates disaster in the body Mm -hmm. because you need that acid In Chinese medicine, there's a time of day for each organ and the stomach's time, its primary strength of time is between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning. Mm. And there's a Chinese proverb that says you can digest nails between the hours of 7 and 9. And you really want to think about people are doing these like fasting diets and beach body diets and all these diets. And really what you need to do is think about food as what is your diet? 
Like, it's just, what is the food that you're eating? And mm-hmm. if you eat between the hours of 7 and 9, and then you don't eat again until between 11 and 1, depending if it was 7 or 9, and then you eat again between 5 and 6, something like that, 4 and 6, and then you don't eat before going to bed, you've actually fasted from 7 to 7. That's 12 hours. Mm. And that's how you're breaking your fast in the morning. It gives that rest and digest function enough time to restore so that your body starts to function beautifully. So um, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like I'm all over the map here. Oh, no, I, I love that rest and digest. That's, that's huge because your body does need to have a break. Right, mm-hmm. It needs to have a break so that it can digest what you've put into it and your body can rest and not have to work so hard exactly. to constantly be moving things through your body. So I, I very much appreciate that, um, that bit of information. And, and like I said, this is so great because it all comes down to diet. We know that. We all comes down to the food. So we're getting ready to take our, our first break. So I want to, when we come back, I want you to talk a little bit more about what foods, what's the best thing to put in and how, how if somebody's dealing with this, what do you suggest is the first thing that they do? Because a lot of people are still listening to this and they may not know what, okay, so what do I do from here? So let's, let's talk about that when we get back. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be back with Ruth in just a few minutes. Don't go away. You want to hear the rest of the story. We'll be back in just a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you with us. We are talking to this 
absolutely amazing woman, Ruth Carmazan. She is coming to us from New Jersey. She has got a bio like you wouldn't believe. We've been talking about her acupuncture, her Chinese medicine that she does, how she started out as a child and a youth with a lot of health issues that she thought were normal for her, but come to find out they really were not normal. And it wasn't until she was in her late 20s that she realized the stuff she was going through was not normal. The ringing in the ears, the irritable bowel syndrome, um, different things like that, that she's like, oh, this isn't normal. <laughs> and what she did with that and has turned her life around and is now helping hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people through all these different things that she does to show them how to help repair and have some hope in their healing because that's what it's all about. There is hope for all of us out there. We don't have to be discouraged. There's always an answer. God created our bodies to repair themselves. That's what we need to remember that it's not always drugs or surgeries or different things like that. There are natural things out there that you can repair your body. If you put the right tools in your body, your body will know what to do with it. And Ruth is the master at that. She's helped many, many, many people. We're just talking about food and how to eat right and timing. And there's so much to it other than just getting your, your little diet pills and whatever it is that you're taking, but there's so much more to it. So I'm going to have turn it back over to Ruth and let her just take it from where we were at. Tell us, what do you think? What can these wonderful people do out there to get well? Oh gosh, such a deep question. So first I'd like to say that when people come in my office, sometimes they say that their doctor said to them, well, what do you expect? You're old. And I yeah. have to say that the very first time I heard that, I cried. Yeah. And the second time I heard that, I cried. And I, I feel like I cry every time, if not overtly, I cry inside. And right. I say, I, I can't believe another human being actually said that to you. But that just goes to show they don't know. They don't know, they don't know. the right. miracle that your body really is. So many people say to me, what can I take? And they hold their hand out as if I could put herbs or a pill or a drug inside their hand, and that's going to fix everything. Right. And that's the mentality that we've been um, wrongly thought to accept as our healing. And what I want to share is often, if you take something away, you'll provide the space for the healing to come in. So remember that if you take something away, you get rid of the crowding and you provide space for healing to begin. So cut it out instead of adding and chew your food really well. If you take nothing else away from today, just remember, count the number of chews. 28 is the minimum and yes, you can chew a scrambled egg 28 <laughs> times. I was going to ask you that. Yes. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. Yes. And you know what? You can, a, a, a piece of protein, like a chicken breast or something, you can chew upwards of 60 times. So it doesn't stop at 28, but that's where it begins. So just count the number of chews and remind it's, it's a habit just like anything else. And we're here to help you start to grow good habits and 
or better habits, right? I guess like anything else, you have to, you have to develop a, a, a taste for that because that's that food in your mouth that's been all chewed up. <laughs> Actually, what, it, what you can think about it is a, it's a different focus. It's a different way to direct your attention. So often when we're eating, we're doing a multitude of other things. Sure. And in Chinese medicine, they say when you eat, only eat. Like really, it's an opportunity to gather around a table, break bread with family members, friends, and really celebrate each other and give thanks. And that alone starts that process. So to me, it's very simple and I'm making it simple on purpose because we live such complicated lives that we want to bring it back, bring it back to the basics and bring it back to the earth. The other thing is breathe. I mean, when I was having migraines, what I, what I backtracked into, I traced it back into three things happen. It's like a perfect storm. I'm usually nervous and so I'm, I'm having shallow breaths or I'm holding my breath. I'm stressed and I've actually um, maybe eaten something that I shouldn't or that my body doesn't really respond well to. And so when you think about that, you want to look at what am I sensitive to? And so sometimes each, each different person, each different being has things that feed them, that nourish them. And there's right. basics. And Stephanie, you were asking me, well, what, what could we eat? Let's right. start with every person needs to drink more. The most underrated thing on earth is water. Yes. We are anywhere from 70 to 90% water, depending on the time of day, depending on what athletic activity or how we're moving through space. And you really need half your body weight in ounces of water a day. It replenishes cells. Our blood is made from that which we eat and that which we drink. So if you're drinking toxic things like diet sodas, um, a lot of sugar drinks, your body has to spend its energy separating that which it's normal for itself. What is the body made up of? Electrolytes. We have right. a different chemical makeup. You're putting a foreign substance into the body in these sugared drinks or diet drinks, and you're expecting the body to be able to assimilate it. It cannot. It has to separate pure from impure. And then it has to eliminate it. So I'm telling you, this sounds boring as anything, but do not use food to celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself with a massage or getting out on on the earth and hiking or going for a nice walk, going to the ocean, going to the forest, doing deep breathing. Do not celebrate with food because unless you're using that which we're made up of that has carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, those kinds of things, You're doing yourself a disservice and you are implicated in being a participant in not having enough health. So eliminate sugar. I'm just going to tell you a story really quickly and think about it in in the 12-month span. In um, the Christian religion, and I'm not here to talk about religion, whatever religion you are, but I know that we're spiritual beings, right? Right. It starts with Easter. What goes in those Easter baskets? Chocolate, um, those chicks that are made up of yeah. marshmallow chips. Oh, marshmallow. <laughs> it could be um, the, any kind of sugar, jelly beans, right? It's, and so we, okay, we'll do just give them a little bit, our kids, right? 
And then they run amok. Well, they'll wear out the sugar impact and then they'll come yeah. to bed and then there's a drop in their energy. And so what we were trying to do in moderation is keep your energy here. There's an ebb and there's a flow. But when you introduce sugar, there's not just an ebb and a flow. There's a spike. Right. As far as that spike happens, it doesn't just come back to the median line. It goes low. So as high as the spike was is as low as the drop is. And so you have a drop in energy. You want to take a nap. You kind of have this dip. Imagine what that's doing to your hormones. Imagine right. what that's doing to your psyche. And if you're a, a young lady or a young man who's going through puberty, oh, my God, those spikes can come out in <laughs> anger bursts. Yeah. They can come out in sobbing bursts. Anyone who has kids is like, what's wrong with my teenager? They become like this psychotic being, right? Right. And so <laughs> we, <laughs> right? And so a good snack, I remember when I came home from a friend's house once, I'm like, mom, you wouldn't believe what Natalie's mom served. And she was like, oh boy, what is this? I said, apple slices with nut butter. And she was like, well, I could do that. But to <laughs> me, that was so delicious, but it was a treat. We were poor growing up. And so right. think about healthy snacks that you can serve that are wrapped around fruit, things that grow from the earth, right? right. So from Easter, we, we get our kids back out. And I'm, I'm here to say any kind of sugar like that creates phlegm in the body. And phlegm lodges where? In, in spaces, sinuses, mm -hmm. in joint spaces. So we're thinking about sinusitis, things that cause sinus headaches, things that cause knee pain, arthritis, right? We think about I'm going somewhere with this. So um, Easter comes and goes, and then summer happens, right? We have parties and celebrations, Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day. We have all these birthday celebrations. We're going to the beach, and everybody's bringing cupcakes and all these little sugars. <laughs> and we, we then, oh, well, we don't eat that much. I don't give my kid that much, right? Myself, I don't eat that much, only when there's a party. But when I'm right. elucidating it, right, I'm bringing light to this, then Autumn happens, Halloween, we, we go trick-or-treating, right? Yeah. And we have all these candies. For candy. Well, <laughs> yeah. And so they have the kids and we sneak a little bit too. We have all these candies, right? Just when our body is starting to regulate again, Thanksgiving comes. And there's these <laughs> pies and there's these treats. And in between, there's this more birthday celebrations or more holidays, right? Then just when we're starting to neutralize and we come out of Thanksgiving, the Christmas parties start to happen or the holiday parties. Right. And we're given more alcohol, more sugar, more treats, more pies and cakes and Christmas cookies or holiday cookies. <laughs> and people say, oh my gosh, so-and-so brought their snotty-nosed kid and they, I knew they had an infection and they gave me the infection. And all of a sudden, you're complaining about your Aunt Lucy bringing her sick kid, but really, <laughs> the child wasn't really sick. It was fighting this sugar uh, induction in the body that it comes out in the form of phlegm. The body's natural immune system was trying to have it come out of your orifices, right? You're sneezing. Uh, yeah. You're having runny nose. And so did you really get sick from, from your nephew, Johnny? Or did you get sick because of the buildup of your own phlegm in your body? It didn't create a 
a clear vessel to move through, but you were having stagnation. Remember I talked about um, mm. putrefaction. Right. Well, the sugar isn't your body's normal, beautiful way of processing, transforming and transporting the food that you eat into a usable substance. It got thwarted and all of that stuff got stuck in these spaces and it's presenting like illness. And then you get these headaches and you get knee pain and you're like, why do I have arthritis? Now, why do some people get arthritis? Well, you're old. What do you <laughs> expect? The doctor says. And I say, no, no, no. Take something away. Create space where there was space before that you filled with all this phlegm and decay. Mm -hmm. And you will, you will notice and you will entertain a different state of health than you had before you actually went down this trajectory. Well, I don't eat that much sugar. I mean, I've had people who drink a pot of coffee and say, well, I only drink a pot of coffee a day. I'm like, a pot of coffee? <laughs> Not a lot. I'm like, well, to you know someone who drinks that? zero, that's excessive. Even yeah. a cup a day to someone who drinks zero is excessive. Well, I only have one soda a day. Is that excessive? I'm like, well, what's natural? Get back to the natural world. Right. And I mean, we there's we are a microcosm of the macrocosm around us think about what's happening on our earth today yes. think about what's happening and what our children are suffering from today and i would just say create space mm. open it up i don't know what say you Stephanie? i think that's beautiful and you know and if you go back to like you said what's what's natural to the earth because that's what we're beings you know get your shoes off walk in the grass Put the natural things in. You've got to be so careful because of all the pesticides and all the stuff out there that's being put in our food. So you need to be aware of where they're coming from, right? And and what is actually in that food. <laughs> but if we can get back to what God created for us to eat, then yeah. we can our bodies will repair itself. Yeah. And think about the disease progression. Like it can start with a stuffy nose and then sinusitis or an ear infection because it's so related to those tubes that go from the nose back to the ear. And then you get these headaches, migraines, you get uh, all kinds of things, but then mental health comes into play because you're like, I'm experiencing anxiety and depression. And yet I'm eating different sugars that are coming into my life. And when you eat um, from the earth, I'm telling you, you will nourish your body, your mind, and your spirit unlike anything you've ever experienced. Is it difficult to break these habits? Is it difficult to break these addictions? In America, I know in America, I live here, that's why I'm speaking about it <laughs> from, from that perspective. I know people from all over the world are listening, but we have a carbohydrate addiction here. Right. And the carbs break down into sugars. So how can you substitute that? You can eat vegetables and fruits that actually break down into sugars and are more readily usable by the body and have more energy associated with them. Instead of that plummet, you actually can come back to that median and get energy from the foods that you're eating. Therein lies the dynamic that I, I wish for everyone. So when people come in to see me, I actually spend about an hour doing a deep dive with them. Mm -hmm. I do, I, I frame it as if I'm a detective and I'm trying to find out the root cause of your disease. So I ask a lot of questions and I do a diet. Like what, what's a, 
commonly part of your diet. And I would say you want to eat a protein in the morning, whether it's an egg. And if you're a vegan, you can figure out different protein sources from grains. But if you're, um, be careful of carbs. You really do want to have proteins. It could be in the form of a very good protein shake. Um, but I add fruit to that, and I add hemp seeds are rich in protein. They're high in protein. Fats, avocado, just things like that for breakfast. And then if you want to have a snack between breakfast and lunch, a handful of nuts. Um, I My favorite nut on the planet happens to be a Brazil nut, mm-hmm. and um, they're rich in nutrients and fats. And then I have walnuts are the most amazing nut. They provide more moisture to the body and almonds and then just a handful. And it's your handful. It's not someone else's handful. Right. And you can have that as a nice snack. Um, And then lunch can be something from anything from hummus mixed with, um, I mean, you can lay it out with a tomato or Um, avocado and hummus if you're a vegan you can have a nice healthy egg sandwich for lunch or a nice salad if you're having protein for breakfast you really don't need an additional huge protein in america we just eat too much big pieces of protein that our body has to digest without without chewing it properly and so um, then for dinner you can have a rice pasta or a vegetable pasta with a nice sauce, or you can have fish or chicken or even red meat. Like I eat everything from pork to red meat to chicken to fish. But I understand if it's not in your philosophical way of living your life and you want to be a vegan, you just have to make sure that you're getting enough complete protein. And you can eat um, chopped up sweet red clover mixed with brown rice. That's a complete protein. And it just can be, there's so many recipes. There's an amazing recipes for lentil loaf and it's mixed mm-hmm. with flaxseed. And it's just so nutritive and the value added from uh, the bounty of the earth. I cannot even express it. I get so excited when I grow things in my garden. I think, God, God is good. Look at this plant. <laughs> it came from this little seed and then it grew just like us. We come from yeah. these little seeds. We grow, we grow into an embryo. Then we grow into a fetus. Then we're birthed and we're these amazing beings. And I just offer you to really look at life that way. Look at how, just have the awe of a child. And really think about how can I shift this for myself? But um, anyway, please. That's beautiful because, you know, I know my grandkids and stuff, they'll love having carrots or they'll love having yes. a piece of cauliflower. You know, they think that's the best treat ever. And when you give that to them and even when we consume it, you've noticed the difference in your in your energy and you're not lethargic and you can move. And it's just so interesting how just putting the right things in your body can make all the difference in the world. So anybody that's got anything going on out there, like you say, start with your diet. What are you eating? What does it look like? Is it from God? Is it from the earth? Is it natural? We've got our little garden for the first time in a long time. So I haven't been able to have one. And now we've got our new home in, in Southern Idaho and we've got a little garden. Our little tomatoes are coming on and our cucumbers. And it's been so fun. So as a child, I grew up with a huge garden and that was our job to go out and 
you know, that was what everybody did back then, right? And they were all, yes. my mom canned and, you know, well, we we were taught to can and, and to go out and pick those fresh tomatoes off the vines and the fresh fresh vegetables and the peas and all that stuff. I'm like, we just don't see that very often anymore. Yeah. And a friend of mine showed us how to do a bucket garden. So that's what we're doing. We've got all of our vegetables in buckets. <laughs> nice. It's kind so, of like a deck on your deck. You have these terracotta yes. plants and you can make everything in, in these planters for sure. That's, it's so changed from what it used to be. And it's like, this is so brilliant. And then we know what's gone into them. Right, we know what if they've been sprayed with pesticides, or if they're all natural, if they're organic, where they come from. We're very fortunate where I live here because we have a lot of farmers, and a lot of people doing gardens, and and so just find what's natural out there, right? Find what's natural, and the yeah. recipes are amazing. Oh my gosh, I would add to that: mix up the color scheme. Because each different yeah. color signifies a different available nutrient for the body. And right. so you're getting your vitamin A, C's, your B's, your um, E's. You're getting all these vitamins and nutrients and different mineral compositions. So when mm. you know what's in your soil, the roots are actually drawing up from the earth into their roots, into the actual plant that bursts forth in its leaf, berry, stem, whatever it is that you're eating, consuming. Think about the color of a carrot, the color of a beet, deep, deep red, the color of a cucumber, the color of your different squashes, the beautiful oranges of a pumpkin, or just different squashes can have those that color variety, green mm -hmm. beans, peas, broccoli, cauliflower, it's a plethora and the mix of it is so nutritious and sustaining. Right. Um, I, all of our body needs every single one of those in order to flourish, grow and be sustained. So um, I think about so many diseases that come in and I think about infertility as well. And one of the analogies I I draw is if you think about your garden and how you're actually um, fertilizing the garden, if you put chemicals on there, is that as good as if you're putting the earth and the breakdown of the plants back into the soil where you're doing a biodynamic farm or an organic farm? And you can control what you can control. But I think that when I have fertility treatments, I actually want to clear the channel to fertility, those fallopian tubes, and get that stagnant energy. It's not even energy. It's literal stagnation when I talked about what lodges in those sinus passages, right. what lodges in that fallopian tube, and what's manufacturing that good sperm count in a male, what's manufacturing the availability of that energy to get through, that sperm to get through to the egg to fertilize it. What are we doing? And I, I can't express it enough that there's a vitality that's available to us if we just allow the space to come through and the magnificence of spirit and God and where we're meant to be and thrive. Get out of our own ways and, and have access to good healing energy and um, there's such a dynamism there. So, again. I, you know, I love, I wish I would have known. I went through 10 years of infertility mm -hmm. and it was all drugs, 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 give you more drugs, give you more, which have caused 
long-term effects because of those drugs. Mm -hmm. And to be able to, if somebody would have just, I would have just found that out <laughs> to go a totally different, to know what I know now, right? That's the whole thing. Know what I know now. But that's why we do this show. So somebody that was in my situation or anybody else's situation go, oh, I heard that. I heard Ruth talk about that. That's exactly what I'm dealing with. And that's exactly the path I'm going to go on. And I think that's beautiful. Just, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to share. I, my stats for success with fertility has been 100% oh, without wow. the invention intervention of Western medicine. My stats went down when people were using Western medicine, but yeah. I do not turn anyone away. I work within what your belief system is. Like if you believe you need to be on these drugs, we will work the best that we can. And I, I'm filled with, I'm always educating my patients and trying to have a breakthrough and help them understand that when you walk this path, this is really what's common and if you walk this path, this is, or this trajectory, this is common. And so people always say, to take it a step further, well, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to have um, morning sickness. I'm like, well, that's common, but it's not natural. Like, we can really work with that. So there's from A to Z, we can yes, work. Yes, so beautiful. Ruth, give your contact information, and I hope everybody that's listening has a pen and a paper ready, because you are going to want to get hold of her. She is wonderful to visit with and talk to. She's got a lot of platforms she's on, so you can pretty much catch her anywhere. She's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> she's so busy. <laughs> so go ahead and give your, your contact information, Ruth, if you would, please. Sure. My website is www.karmabridge.com, K-A-R. M A bridge B R I D G E dot com. And um, you can certainly find me there and on Facebook that way and Instagram that way. Um, I'm also my telephone number for those of you old school 908 852 1267 and via email uncommon health at karma bridge dot com uncommonhealth at karmabridge.com beautiful thank you so much Ruth it's been a pleasure you are just delightful and so knowledgeable I love visiting with you thank you to all of our guests for listening please share this with everybody that you know because somebody needs to hear what Ruth has to say today so thank you again Ruth for being our guest my pleasure it's such a blessing to be here with you thank you so so much thank you everybody have a very happy and healthy week we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 